There are folks in the Christian community, and I'm sure there are those in other communities as well, who have this idea that they need to suffer in order to be faithful, in order to be Christian, or whatever it happens to be that they that they are, right? And uh, there's a story that comes out of, I think it's the Catholic Church, about a young lady by the name of Bernadette of the City of Lourdes in France. And uh, she ended up being put into a convent as a result, I think it was a convent technically, uh, as a result of supposedly seeing the Virgin Mary at a particular place. And the, the lady who ran the convent was very much of a mind that suffering was a part of, of Christianity, and she would do things like, like have people wash the floors of the convent with, you know, on their knees with no protection or any kind on their knees and so forth. And uh, she was constantly upset about the fact that Bernadette was happy, or at least this is the, how the story goes. So it was a pretty heavy shock to her to find out that Bernadette, in fact, had something like cancer, I don't even know for sure, in her legs, in the thing that they had spent so much time making her suffer on, yet she was always constantly smiling. The point of all of this is there's this tendency for us to judge people and find them wanting when maybe we don't really have the right to do that. And I'm going to pick the most unlikely group maybe for you at this point. I'm going to talk about the subject of the idle rich on the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host. I'm Kurt. And today is Thursday, the 7th of April of 2022. Welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That's the Kurt's Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on Kurt's Religion and Politics.locals.com, on Minds.com, on Parlor, Gab, Twitter, wherever else you might be picking me up today. And again, the subject for today is the idle rich. And I'm going to go ahead and go through my notes really quickly. For years now, I think the better part of a century, there's been a masterful sales job going on. What have people been trying to sell? It is the idea, they're trying to get to the remainder of society, the idea that wealthy people are callous, heartless, evil, and amazingly idle people. That's what they're trying to sell. I'm not trying to tell you this isn't a set of apt descriptions for some wealthy folks, probably a pretty small number, believe it or not, particularly if they're from old money. Thing is, though, many folks who have a great deal of substance got that way through hard work, vision, and maybe surprisingly to some, not to me, sacrifice. On top of this, many such folks ended up where they did by doing things, making things, providing services that others really wanted. In other words, they had to either be in tune with what folks might desire or just be exceptionally lucky. I would bet a good uh, amount of money that most of the time luck had precious little to do with things. And I can explain why if you want. And in fact, I may end up doing so as I go through the video today. Um, the result is, when I hear people discussing the idea of the idle rich, I shake my head most of the time. I, I just, it's, I can't believe that they're doing that. I've known some folks who were relatively well off. I can assure you no such person I ever knew could have been described as idle. They were constantly doing something. They were constantly at some kind of work. And I'm finding as I get older that I really understand why that's true. 
Most folks will readily acknowledge that their days are pretty well filled with crazy amounts of work and other activities. Look, I do this video that I don't have to do, and I grant that, but the thing is, I often go, I don't know that I'm going to get the time to do my video today, and I have to find ways to make that work. Uh, that's particularly true. Let's see, where was I? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting where I was going. Um, so, like I said, that's particularly true as I get older. When you see a person with wealth sitting among the trappings of the same, of that wealth, there's a tendency to assume they're always in the lap of luxury and doing whatever they please. I would make a wager. If you were to follow such folks around for a day or a week or even a month, better yet, you'd find their lives were not so idle or idyllic as you might imagine. And frankly, even if they were, I would imagine that's only true because of a good deal of past suffering and sacrifice on their part. It's easy to let the green monster get the better of us. We can all be envious without even working too hard, right? I know I can. I don't mostly these days, but I can. It's a great deal harder to get to know what it took for someone to end up where they find themselves. That's a very hard thing to do. I urge you to do the latter before passing judgment on the supposed idle rich. When you see a person who's wealthy, who's well off, you can make the mistake that that person got that way by hitting the lottery. Can I tell you a secret? Most people who hit the lottery lose pretty much everything they got out of it, even if it's huge amounts of money, in a very short time, because there's a difference between having a lot of money and knowing how to keep it. When you see a person that's really wealthy, they've had to learn how to keep that money, not just how to make it, not just what to do to make it. Um, Nelson Bunker Hunt used to say, he's one of the Hunt family, right? And he used to say, drop me anywhere in the world with 50 bucks in my hand and I'll be a billionaire in the course of time. And that's because his mind was always working towards how he could accomplish what it was that he wanted to accomplish. In his case, it was about getting money. For lots of people, it's not. Elon Musk seems to be making a lot of money, and part of the way he's doing it is to do things that he really loves to do. And he's driven. And as little as I like, uh, um, what's his name, the former Apple CEO uh, who died not too long ago, Steve Jobs, I would say the same for him. And as little as I like Bill Gates, I would say the same for him. And as little as I like um, uh, Berkshire Hathaway's owner, Warren Buffett, I don't know if he's the owner anymore, but the guy who started Berkshire Hathaway, as little as I like him, yet again, he has a passion for doing what he does. And I'm here to tell you, I don't like George Soros any better, but the same thing applies to George as far as I'm concerned. He knows what he wants and he goes after it with a passion. If you think that the idle rich are a, are a real thing for the most part, I have news for you, you're confused. I'm not, again, saying that there aren't people out there who got their wealth out of their family or whatever it happened to be, right? I'm not saying that. But again, if you don't know how to keep it, you won't. 
Uh, there was somebody who said something else. They said, look, if you took all of the money from the people out there who were rich and you gave it to the people who were poor in the course of time, and generally not a very long time, if you just let things go from there, the rich people would be rich again and the poor people, they'd be poor. <laughs> That's the reality. And you have to ask yourself a simple question. The question is why? And the reason appears to be that those who are rich are predisposed to attitudes, uh, perspectives, and actions that will make them wealthy. And the thing is, you may say, well, that just means that they steal from folks or whatever. But look, you go on Google because you like what Google offers you. You go on Facebook because there's some part of what Facebook does for you that you like. And that's even true for me. Okay, and I'll acknowledge that. The point I'm making here is this. Uh, those people who got wealthy off of Facebook, Google, who got wealthy off of uh, uh, Windows, who got wealthy off of iOS and Mac OS, those people got wealthy because people wanted what they offered. So they had to provide something that people were willing to 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 pay for. And let me just point something out. I'm one of those people who complains in bitter ways about Windows at times. But you need to understand something. There were basically three choices for most people where that kind of thing is concerned. These days I'm not a Windows user except at work where I have to be. But for other, you know, for most people, they were more than happy, complain or not, to get that Windows OS and to and to pay whatever they had to do to get it. And by the way, Bill Gates came up with, or his team came up with, whoever it was, some fairly clever ways to sell his operating system, like bundling with PCs, so that people would end up with it and somebody would pay for it, right? So you have to consider that as well. Okay, I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm sort of experimenting with a 15-minute window as opposed to a... Uh, sort of a 10-minute window, which is what I was working on before. So I'm kind of experimenting with a 15-minute window. I'd like to know what you think about that. It, you can definitely leave comments and so forth that will let me know that you like that or that you would prefer that I keep it short. I have a guy that I listen to, Drew Berquist, and he's talking about doing two or three hours a day. And it's not that I couldn't do that and probably won't get to where I'm doing more than 15 minutes if I find that I can be anything like successful. But the reality is... I can't, I, it's going to be very hard for me to keep up with his th two or three hours a day because I just don't have the idle time for that myself. Now, other people might be fine with that, and that's great, but I'm not really in that place. Anyway, so if, if you feel like I should ramp it up or keep it where it is for now or whatever, by all means, let me know. Uh, okay, let me go ahead and wrap things up. This has been the Daily Submission from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Curtin. Today is Thursday, the 7th, excuse me, of April of 2022. That means tomorrow will be Friday, the 8th of April of 2022. That will be the beginning of the Sabbath at sundown tomorrow. For all of you who observe the Sabbath, hope your Sabbath tomorrow is a good one. I'll probably see you before then if you check out my video or my podcast, the audio podcast before that. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on my Facebook page. That would be the Kurtz Religion and Politics page on Facebook, on KurtzReligionPolitics.locals.com, on MindsMinds.com, on the Kurtz Religion and Politics group there, on Parlor, on Gab, on Twitter, wherever else you might be picking me up today. Uh, by the way, the Minds group is my primary group. You might see me elsewhere periodically. 
The subject for today has been the idle rich, and tomorrow we're going to talk on the subject of forgiving interest, and I really want to talk about that, particularly with regard to college loans, but I want to explain something that people seem to be more than a little bit, a bit clueless about. And Tim Pool, I'm not saying you are, but I am saying that you, when you express what you express, there are some things I think you miss when it comes to things like college loans and things of that sort. But that having been said, I'm going to go ahead, like I say, and wrap things up. Hope you're having a good day today. Hope things are going well for you. And hopefully we will see you again on Friday's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This podcast was created on Thursday, the 7th of April of 2022. The Daily Summation is created for Kurt's religion and politics. Thanks for watching today's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's religion and politics. Don't forget to come back tomorrow uh, to check out the next one. Remember, on various platforms, primarily Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub, and the audio podcast, you can subscribe to my content. For the audio podcast, you probably want to use Apple, Google, or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. In order to find me on those platforms, you can go to the Kurtz Religion and Politics channels on Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, and CloudHub. You can also get to my content on Facebook by finding the Kurtz Religion and Politics page there. Minds, M-I-N-D-S.com, uh, you, where you will find me at the Kurtz Religion and Politics group, and the Kurtz Religion and Politics.locals.com as well. You can look there. I post my daily video on various social media sites, really only about three, Parlor, Gab, and Twitter at present. I am at KP Schubert on each of them, and you can find me under them, and you can find the videos under me. Uh, you should be able to find my podcasts on Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also on podcasts.kpshubert.com. That's podcasts with an S, dot K-P-S-H-U-B-E-R-T.com. Uh, if, if you're looking for me on various of the podcast sites, you probably want to search Kurt's Religion and Politics, not the Daily Summation. Keep in mind, you can subscribe to my content various on various places that I put it. Uh, all constructive feedback is welcome. You can like, dislike, add a rumble, or give whatever feedback is available on any of the platforms that you can do such things. You can add, also add a comment on what I put there. Unless you're advertising or doing something that I believe will harm others, I'll leave your comments out there even if I don't agree with or understand them. I will try to let you know I've seen them when possible and may reply if I feel it's reasonable, appropriate, and possible, of course. Thanks again for viewing this edition of the Daily Summation from Kurtz Politics. Don't forget to come back again for tomorrow's as well.